It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. No cart for Joe Burrow at Monday Cincinnati Bengals practice, plus T. Higgins returns and dominates in one-on-ones. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, join the crew of people that make us their first listen every day as we bring you year-round coverage of the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's an exciting part of the year right now because training camp's going on and Joe Burrow is no longer using a cart to get to training camp. He's doing his walking all on his own. He even jogged a little bit on Monday. That is the the big news of the day. We get a big status update in general on Joe Burrow, on Deontay Smith, who continues to work his way through a bit of an injury, on Sam Hubbard, who didn't practice on Monday, but no big concerns there. T. Higgins returned and stepped it up a little bit more in Monday's practice, getting involved in some one-on-ones and doing a pretty dominant job in that part of practice. And we're going to wrap up with a couple notes on the punter battle where Drew Christman had his shot on Monday to show what he's made of. And one of those sponsored gate names has been sold. We'll get into that toward the end of the show as well. But the big news today, James, is Joe Burrow, not using a cart, not sitting down, even very, very slowly walking through a play on Monday. Yeah, 
light tossing is, is I think, or casual tossing is how I think I wrote it on all Bengals. Because the, the last thing I'm going to do is say throwing. Because I don't think it counts. Technically, it was a throw. But not a throw like Joe Burrow makes. A throw like anybody could make just very casually. So that's why you, you, gotta, you can't use the term throw loosey-goosey in situations like this where the star quarterback is 13 days removed from an appendectomy. And, and clearly, it was a pretty serious surgery. So th- that's that. But yeah, I mean, we didn't see him, you know, driving around a golf cart. He was standing the whole time, joking with Brandon Allen um, at, at one step, uh, you know, one part of practice that I saw, and seemed pretty comfortable. And, and I, the the thing that really stood out and stood out to the thousand plus fans that were at camp on Monday was how hot it was. This might have been the hottest day of camp. I mean, this was a two Gatorade, one water for James. And I didn't need to go to the bathroom afterwards because I'm sweating that much. I mean, it was a hot day, right? And uh, that being said, he, he was out there, didn't seem to bug him, bother him at all. So I uh, watched him uh, walk into to the locker room after practice. There was no cart. There was no one. Mike Brown didn't say, hey, you want to ride franchise? No, there was none of that. And so uh, really, really good to see. And since it seemed like Joe Burrow was making some progress, we did catch up with Zach Taylor after practice to get the latest on number nine. Yeah, I mean, I think what you see is what you get. He, he looks good to me. It's starting to get better every single day. And um, I don't, want, again, don't want to put a timeline on when he gets out here and starts throwing and stuff. But uh, it's been encouraging. He's he's back to himself in meetings and, and so looking good. I've never had that surgery. I don't know how it feels. So not going to make any predictions. But uh, I'm more excited about the progress he's making. Is he going to have to put on some more weight? It looks like he's lost noticeable. No, I think he did a great job taking care of himself in the offseason. And so he's, he's in a good place. Zach, how much of not putting a timetable on him is making sure he's not rushing himself to get out here by a specific time? Yeah, he, he knows himself way better than we do. And so I, I trust, you know, the communications with him to know that when we're going to get him back out here. But in the meantime, we're getting good work with his other quarterbacks. Um, we got plenty of time before the opener, and, and I trust that we'll have a good process in place. Bad day for Sam. Was that? Was it a bad day for yeah. Sam? Yeah. How much importance do you put on the fact that he is in the meetings and input for the other guys? Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a full understanding of what we're trying to accomplish on offense as a team and um, trust that he'll be in a good place when he does get back to practice that we'll be able to get some good work in before we start playing games. Does Joe's status have any impact on how much or if Brandon will play on Friday? No. Do you need to see do I need to see him? No. Has the decision been made on how much we play those guys? No. Um, but but again, he played three plays last year through one screen for I think a negative 25-yard loss. Almost had four injuries, um, and and so that was all he did last preseason and, and started the season pretty good. So practice reps at some point would be the hope. That'd be great. Any update on Deontay Smith? Deontay. Uh, Deontay. Yeah. Um, day to day for him. Yep. So, again, hopefully we can get him going for this game, um, get him some reps, but we'll just take it day to day with him. Is he back? Yeah, a little bit of a back issue. As a former quarterback, how much of throwing the football is related to your abs? Like, how how much of that is that for a quarterback? Yeah, certainly. Joe's way more into the biomechanics than I ever was, which is why he is who he is and I am who I am. Um, but, But, again, that core strength is important and, um, you know, he's, he's very in tune with his body and does a great job. Quite a bit there, right? One, he's going to come back on his own schedule. And, and the most interesting update is not about Joe Burrow. I think Taylor, mum's the word, 
not spilling any beans like Jimmy Burrow may or may not have inadvertently or intentionally shared for, for Dave Lapham there, but he, he's going to be back. He's going to be fine. The goal to get him practice reps and not necessarily see him in preseason games was uh, a good question you asked. And to, to me, more interesting, confirming Sam Hubbard just a vet day on Monday. No concern there. But Deontay Smith, who hasn't practiced for a couple of days now, they're hoping to get him ready just for Friday's game. They want to see him play. And instead of him, it's been a lot of Isaiah Prince. I noticed Cordell Volson in there on Monday as well at the right guard, right tackle combination where, where Alex Kappa wasn't in on a play. So uh, quite quite a bit of opportunity for Isaiah Prince and and for Deontay Smith, just getting back for those preseason games is going to be important because I, I think he is in a bit of a competition. For sure. No, there's a competition there. I don't know if it's more interesting than Joe Burrow doing anything because it's an offensive line competition. But to your point, yeah, relevant well, this week. Joe compare, wasn't going to play Friday regardless. So compared to what? I'm just saying like what Zach said. It's not more interesting than what Joe Burrow did at practice, but it's more interesting than what Zach Taylor said about Joe Burrow, which is what you see is what you get, right? There's there's not a whole lot there. Sure. I I guess regardless, though, it, yeah, yeah, it is good that he's going to play Friday. Hopefully. That's the hope. Right. And the last thing you wanted is this competition, and there is competition across the offensive line. To And I know it said it started in training camp, and that was what they said during OTAs. It actually starts on Friday because they don't really do much hitting in camp. And I know there's technique stuff and things like that. I get it. But it's really live on Friday. Is Jackson Carmen actually better than he was last year? Good. Show me Friday. Is – you know, Cordell Volson really going to push for that left guard job? Great. Show me Friday. Is Deontay Smith much improved after dealing with injuries his rookie year? Well, good. Hopefully he's healthy enough to show us Friday. And the list can go on and on and on. So that's the part that's fun about the the preseason in general. But to, to put a, jo, uh, a bow on Joe, I think we're going to see him play in practice. Does he get... If I gave you the the bet online over under at a half of a preseason series for Joe Burrow, and he played in one preseason series last year, like Zach Taylor mentioned, would you take the over? Would you take the under? I probably wouldn't bet it. I don't feel like which one gives me odds because I can see it going either way, but my instinct is the under that he just won't play at all. But it wouldn't shock me if he wants to get out there for a series like he did last year coming off an ACL by the time that third preseason game gets here, he should be more recovered from the appendectomy than he even was from that ACL last year where he wasn't really comfortable until week five or so. So I could see Joe Burrow really wanting to get out there for a series. And I could also see the coaching staff shutting it down and saying, you know what, we're just not going to do it this year. Yeah, no, I, I could see that for sure. And that's, it's going to be the interesting thing over the next couple of weeks. How soon Will we see Joe Burrow on the practice field? You know what we did see on Monday? T. Higgins on the practice field. T. Higgins on one-on-ones or in one-on-ones. And we'll discuss 85 next. But first, a word from the number one protein bar on the planet. You know where I'm going. Built Bars and specifically Built Puffs are new and they're here to stay. If you haven't had the cookie dough chunk puff yet, I've had probably about five or six of these, just cookie dough chunk puffs since training camp started. You're talking about real cookie dough chunks, 100% chocolate, and a light and chewy texture. Look, 
you got to check them out right now because they're only 160 calories, 15 grams of protein. So don't delay. Go to Built.com right now. Check them out. Check out all the different flavors that you're looking for. And it's not just for the people that are working out. Maybe you're just looking for a healthy midday snack. So go there now. Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A couple of really nice plays from T. Higgins early in the practice period really stood out. They Both videos, I know you have video, James, as well, out there on Twitter, one of those a red zone rep against Cam Taylor Britt, which I actually thought was a really good rep for Cam Taylor Britt as well. And one of those, uh, a little comeback against Eli Apple, where Apple did a good job of staying on top of T. Higgins, but not just a big receiver, that route running and a change of direction ability for his size, really good, able to sink his hips, get that separation from Eli Apple at the top of the comeback route and have a relatively easy catch. And you know, credit Eli Apple a little bit for staying with him. Tight coverage. Sometimes corners are just going to give up that bread and butter kind of stuff. It's a good timing route. It's one-on-ones. There's no help. There's no pass rush. As I think it was Mike Hilton talked about the other day as for why those one-on-ones favor the offense. But the Camp Taylor-Britt end zone goal line fade to T. Higgins I thought was a really, really impressive play for T. Higgins, showing a little bit of growth and development in an area that we projected to be a strength for him, which is contested catch situations. And I thought it was also a really good rep for Cam Taylor Britt. He got his hand in there at the catch point, did a good job of reading T. Higgins' eyes and trying to rake the ball out. And he just gives up six inches to T. Higgins and a little bit of weight to T. Higgins. And T. Higgins, that's just a strength of his game, those contested catch situations. So, uh, really positive reps for both of those guys on, on the goal line rep in particular. But th- that's what I saw, James. Was that your impression as well? T. Higgins is a le- got a little thickness to him. And I think that's the thing that I noticed the most is those legs are a little bit thicker now than they were maybe a year or two ago. T. Higgins is growing into that body of his. And so you're right. Cam Taylor Britt was right there. And T. Higgins said, it doesn't matter where you are because I'm going to dunk on your head. And that's what happened. I mean, that's it. I mean, because he was right with him. You're right. And T went up and he made a play. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when you you have a guy that can do that <clears throat> on the opposite of Jamar Chase, on the opposite side, that's just scary. And so it was just two one-on-one reps, like you mentioned. But shakes Eli Apple, gets free, and then just goes above and beyond and dunks on the rookie. It's a hell, of, a hell of a couple of plays. Now, uh, it wasn't just those two, of course, in one-on-ones. Um, the the best part about one-on-ones for me is Chidobe Awuzie and Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Every time. Because I know it's a fair battle. Like, if Jamar beats Eli, okay. And if Eli beats Jamar, it's like, okay, well, we know that that's not going to happen more often than not. Well, with Cheeto and, and Jamar, I don't know who's going to win. 
I don't know where the odds would be. And in fact, I think it's been pretty much 50-50 all camp long during one-on-ones, during 11-on-11s. And so Cheeto got the best of Jamar in two out of the uh, the first two reps. Jamar got him back uh, in the end zone, in the red zone from my, what was it, the three, four-yard line, made a nice touchdown catch to end that, that uh, specific period. And then they went and uh, started 11-on-11s, and Jamar just stopped on a dime, turned, and jumped skied for a catch along the sideline, which was probably outside of T's catch against Cam Taylor Britt, the catch of the day. So it was a, a nice battle between Jamar Chase and Chidobe Ouzier, where it was two to two as far as targets go. Now, one of those reps was in team for Jamar, where he won the first three coming at one-on-ones. But uh, it was a fun day, a fun day to, to see those, considering it was primarily a special teams day, but it started off with a bang with some of these team periods and then the, the one-on-ones. Tyler Boyd also, I saw, beat Eli Apple, I believe, for a little slant for a touchdown in the red zone. So don't don't forget about TB. And, and what was nice about that is I think it wasn't a slot alignment. And this kind of fits in with the theme we've been talking about and Zach Taylor's even talked about, which is that the Bengals want to get Jamar Chase more involved in the slot. And when you have T. Higgins winning outside, winning his one-on-ones, winning his goal line fades, winning his comebacks, and you have Tyler Boyd able to step outside and still do some things really well using just his veteran savvy, his route running ability, and the athleticism that he does use. When you put Chase in the slot, it makes it harder. Chad Johnson talked to Jeff Hobson about this on Bengals.com, talked about Jamar Chase being more dynamic than Chad was with the ball in his hands, and that being one of those reasons that you put him in the slot, you maybe get him some opportunities to make plays after the catch and he was so good at that in 2021 something that we talked about quite a bit is how he was near the top of the leaderboard in the nfl for yards after catch per catch and also near the top of the nfl leaderboard for depth of target those two things are not correlated they're inversely related for most people which means when your depth of target goes up your yards after catch tends to go down not so for jamar chase and continuing to use him more creatively and get him opportunities with the ball in his hands out of the slot when you have guys that can win outside, like T. Higgins especially, and Tyler Boyd down the rest of the roster where, where applicable, as Zach Taylor said, they're going to see how defenses answer. What do defenses do in alignment, and what do they show when they move Jamar Chase into the slot and, and force the defense to kind of declare a little bit more what they want to do with some of the Bengals' most dangerous weapons? That's all stuff that coalesces for me around these one-on-ones where in a vacuum, yeah, it's a really impressive play for T Higgins. It's a really nice rep for Cheeto. It's a really nice rep for Jamar. But then beyond that, you think about if these guys are, if T Higgins in particular is going to continue to grow in this way and continue to become better in catch point situations, continue to improve his route running, fill out his body as you're discussing, you know, 23 versus 21, quite a lot of physical maturity in those years then having this additional weapon of Jamar Chase in the slot just becomes more tantalizing to me. And, and so that's one of the fun things that I kind of crystallize and, and coalesce out of these one-on-ones that we watched on Monday. And especially when you have a guy like Joe Burrow, who if you're motioning Chase all over and moving Chase all over, is going to be able to diagnose and say, all right, you know, pre-snap, we know how good he is. And so any edge you can give to make the defense declare and pick and choose, well, then – it's going to make life easier on number nine. So, yeah, I think uh, it goes hand in hand. It's been fun, though. I could literally – if 
all right, I'm going to say this because I know, and I know there's going to be a lot of storylines out of the preseason game and we'll cover it and all of those things. Of course, we're going to cover it. But if I could get Cheeto versus Jamar pay-per-view Friday night at the same time as kickoff pay-per-view as kickoff of Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, well, damn it, how much do I have to spend? Because the one-on-one pay-per-view, Jake, would be musty TV. And by the way, after Jamar got that rep in one-on-ones where he, he had the touchdown, he, he was happy about it. He didn't gritty. He threw that ball up into the air about 50 feet, and one of the one of the equipment guys said, heads up. And so he was uh, he was excited to get one. Um, and again, part of that could be throws, you know, off target, on target. I didn't get to go back and watch each rep every second because then you miss the next rep from T or next rep from Tyler or whatever. But Cheeto won two out of the three, and then Jamar was really excited to get that third one. So the competition part of it, it's it's very real, especially when we're talking about one on ones and some of these team drills. And you absolutely credit Cheeto for the success he's had as he continues to grow as a player. And just that contract, man, the Bengals got a steal there. They also got a steal in Trey Hendrickson. Shout out Trey Hendrickson, who's been giving Jonah Williams outside of the one rep that we saw in one-on-ones a few days ago, has been giving Jonah some problems in one-on-ones. And I don't necessarily think that's necessarily a, a huge negative for Jonah. I think Trey Hendrickson is just on right now. And uh, that's going to be good news for this pass rush because from what I've seen, DJ Reader has also been really good. BJ Hill is still really good. And Joseph Osai has been impressive. So a lot of pieces to like on this defense and seeing a lot of blitzing as well from the defense. I've noticed Jermaine Pratt on many clips coming on blitzes. And so that that's a bit of an interesting thing to watch as well. Also interesting to watch, James, this punter battle. Drew Chrisman showing out a little bit on Monday, and it's not like Evan McPherson's missed a beat. We'll talk about that punter battle to wrap up coming up next. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, maybe struggling to make ends meet, and let's be honest, we've all been there. It can be stressful when unexpected expenses come up. But Dave can get you out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that you can get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your gas tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on the bills that you need to pay. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees. Do apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you with Dave. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James, big uh, punter battle going on in Bengals training camp. We thought, I thought this would be a bigger storyline throughout camp, but it was a big special teams day on Monday and Drew Chrisman making an argument for himself. And I know a lot of this will come down to those preseason games as well when it is live, when it is closer to real, but 
Tell us about Drew Christmas Day because you were there. You got the eyewitness report. Yeah, initially it was like, uh oh, rocky start because the first couple of punts didn't didn't look good. Came off the side of his foot, and then boom, something changed, and he had a, a really big day and punted the ball really well. You saw the power, you saw the hang time, all of those things, and I just thought he was he out punted Kevin Huber on Monday. Now it's just one day, and it wasn't like Huber was awful, but. To me, if I just looked today, it would be like, oh, well, the better punter was Drew Crispin. Now, the holding part of it, and I already could feel it. People are like, well, what about that? That's holding, holding, holding. Evan McPherson made all of his kicks, even with Cal Adamitis snapping and even with Drew Crispin holding and vice versa. They've done different combinations and things like that. So, you know, I, this battle is far from over, but – and it's just one day, and this was a special teams heavy practice. So we got to see both guys punt in team situations and real situations. They also went through, um, you know, different special teams. You know, running run into the kicker uh, onto the field late. At, you know, at the end of the half, at the end of the the fourth quarter, with the game on the line, spiking the ball, all of those things. They went. It was a Darren Simmons type of day uh, for the back half of practice. But um, to me, Drew Chrisman. He stole the show when it comes to this punter battle. And so we'll see. Does it translate to the game? Uh, here's what I know is they're going to alternate this preseason. So we're going to see both on Friday, and they're going to be battling. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if they alternate not just on punts, but alternate also uh, on potential kicks as, as a holder. So we'll see how Darren Simmons balances this. But to me, it's a, a real competition. I don't think it's just as simple as Kevin Huber's been here. He's going to win it. Now, it looks like it's a, a very real thing, and, and Drew Christman's certainly in the mix going into preseason game number one. Now, was it more that Kevin Huber – did Kevin Huber not kick as well today? Like, by comparison, by direct comparison, would you say that, that Christman was just hitting better punts? Yeah. I mean, the power was certainly there. It was very obvious to me. Uh, there were a couple where, uh, like I said, early on, so you could talk about his inconsistency a bit, mm -hmm. I guess. But after the, the first two, and I, by a couple, I mean literally two. I don't mean a handful. Two. Uh, after that, it, it was really good. Um, that being said, it's not like Huber wasn't didn't have some quality punts, and the, the direction part of it certainly matters, the, the placement where it's landing. But there were a couple where I looked, and I'm like, oh, Kevin, that's not good, you know. And so um, now I, I don't have exact measurements on every punt or anything like that. Uh, but it's the eye test, and you go by the eye test, and on – on Monday, at least for me, Drew Crispin, and not just for me, by the way. I, you certainly do ask some, some others around that are observing. I know I talked to Tony Pike about it, too. And Drew Crispin certainly stood out. Good for him. I'm excited to watch that in the preseason. I mean, hopefully they're not punting a lot, but that's how the preseason usually goes. We, <laughs> we don't see a whole lot of fireworks on offense typically in preseason games, at least in recent history for the Bengals. I don't remember a lot of running plays, a lot of punts. It's kind of the way things seem to go in preseason. I don't know, man. I, it, not if I'm doing the must-see TV, Jamar Chase versus Chido Bewuzie, you know, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm you know what would be great is if they would do, like, a scrimmage day. Do you know if that's on the schedule for the Bengals? Are we going to see an inter-squad, inter-squad kind of practice game simulation at some point that, that you're aware of? No, I, I don't believe so. Let me, uh, I'll mm. check to make sure here while I'm looking because they, they do have those joint practices with the Rams. Right. And so maybe that that's where be they'll the time. be. Yeah, that would be the time. Um, uh, and, and yeah, that, well, inter squad practice versus the Rams. But that's when you would, that's when you would scrimmage, I would imagine, 
Uh, and so that's, you know, scheduled for, for later this month in the, in the middle of the week after preseason game number two, before preseason game number three, where right. they take on the Rams on August 27th. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything like that there. I, I know around the NFL, there have been some kind of scrimmage like practices. And I know the Bengals have their own unique scoring system for red zone periods and move the ball periods. But getting like a quarter or so, a few drives in of, of actual scrimmage time is always fun to watch. But you know the nature of Zach Taylor's camps, maybe you just won't see as much of that. But excited nonetheless to see Chrisman and Huber out there. And maybe we won't see Cheeto and Jamar outside of training camp. But those pay-per-view, you say, that's, that's the only free part of watching the Bengals in in 2022 for the fans james they can just show up early get into training camp and watch us for free oh no i know i'm saying during the game if jamar who let's be honest i don't expect to see jamar in cheeto said we're actually going to go to the practice fields across the street (laughs) it's 25 dollars to get in and but I have a media pass. I'll be at the game on Friday. I'd be like, I think I got to go watch those one-on-ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, whew, those things are uh, – they're entertaining because it's yeah. a really damn good matchup. And Jamar's gotten a ton of love, but I, I think Cheeto is one of the better corners in the NFL, and I think if he plays like he did last year, again this year, we're, uh, we're, we're going to see him you know, raise some eyebrows, especially with some of the receivers they have on that schedule. Hoping he gets that respect around the NFL, hoping he gets that that Pro Bowl nod this year that he, he didn't really get a whole lot of love in that category last year. But I'm excited for Cheeto this year. I was excited to watch him in that chess tournament. Everybody that watches us knows how excited I was for him to, to win that chess tournament and excited for that to translate to the football field as well. The last note today, Alta Fiber is now a sponsor, has their name on Paul Brown Stadium, not for the stadium, but for one of the gates and Alta Fiber, formerly known as Cincinnati Bell before they were bought by an Australian financial group and changed the name, did a little bit of rebranding, is one of the Bengals' first corporate sponsors and is, as far as I know, the first publicly confirmed by way of the name actually physically being on the gate that we have seen. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. It, the thing is, is you know, Alta Fiber Gate, it's great, um, but Paul Brown, or uh, I was going to say Paul Brown Field, but that's not what it would be. Built Bar Field at Paul Brown Stadium is going to be even greater. Um, no, I it's smart. Get, get those dollars where you can, Bengals, because that number nine and that number one, and hell, probably that number 22, uh, they're going to be commanding some money and, and some money soon. So, uh, it, oh, and that number 85, who will be five next year when it's time to pay him, going to be a lot of guys that you're going to want to keep around uh, and for good reason because they're really talented. So you get that money where you can, that Alta Fiber Gate, it's going to help cash flow. That is the thought behind all of this, the sponsorships, right? The Kettering Kettering Health practice fields, right? Yep. They, they have yep. Kettering in the end zones on the practice fields. And so the more corporate partners they partner with, for lack of a better word, the, the, the better the cash flow and the more modern the team is. And I, I think there was some criticism out there about like who they've partnered with. And that will be the case no matter, I think, who they partner with. But the, the football, the practical aspect of it is increased revenues, increased cash flows for more cash on hand to pay bigger guarantees in the future. And that is something that I think fans have been asking for for quite a while. 
as the Bengals will have to change the way they do contracts and these partnerships, these sponsorships will help them along the way. Every penny, every dollar, it all counts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. The Bengals are off on Tuesday. That might be when you're listening to this episode. That doesn't mean we're going anywhere. We will have you covered all the way up to the Bengals preseason premiere. That's coming on Friday, of course, getting ever closer. So we'll talk to you soon. We thank you for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.